0: daily game face i'm dr kim landon here with lou blasi and rocky, rocky the rock star rocky the who rock star is mountain climber extraordinaire he's like the best service dog in training ever
1: He didn't even have a backpack for him you just
0: I, put him well, in your I back pocket him the first time because yeah. he was a little spastic yep but then by the second third and fourth four thousand footer or a little lower he was all game he's three and a half pounds and he <laughs> did them all
1: could have put him in your pocket
0: I, well the little backpack was fine but uh he was ready for it he was game and you know they say oh god he's so little he he was pulling me up the mountain <laughs> and so he was great so he was exhausted he did two unc- four
1: thousand footers is that what you're saying he did two yeah
0: and then he did a long straight away yep he did i think a total of I want to say he did a total probably on his own feet, 15 miles this weekend. Wow. <laughs> and he's three and a half pounds. <sighs> and
1: he's still going.
0: And he, and yes. And yeah. he's still running around and he's chewing on something. Yeah. I, know, I I don't can't know. identify what it is. So I've done a mouth sweep and can't figure out what's in his mouth. So hopefully oh, yep. whatever he picked up off the floor here in the studio, God knows. It's probably a raisin. Did you eat a raisin this morning? I didn't
1: eat raisins this morning, no. God
0: forbid. So did have any food this Everybody morning. that's out listening this morning, it was Lou's birthday last week. No. He turned 37.
1: Yep. And I didn't get fired from this show, for <laughs> last week's comment.
0: You did not get fired. Oh, <laughs> you did not get fired. But boy, did I have some good commentaries afterwards. I got lots of yep. feedback on yeah, the well. sexist comment of Lou. <laughs> did you feel guilty, Lou? No. I feel guilty. Did well? You brought it up. I wasn't even going to bring it up, but <laughs> you brought it up. But I did. I had a lot of. I had a lot of feedback. Good feedback. Funny feedback. It was,
1: it was an unfortunately honest phrasing of of my point.
0: <laughs> I um, should have been I would, more diplomatic. I would. I would definitely go with don't start <laughs> on this one today. Yeah. You know, I would just do that.
1: Yeah. I used to do this for a living. So
0: be sexist?
1: Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was sexist at all.
0: I, well, I just wanted to clarify. I mean, you know, you put it out there.
1: <laughs> are there differences between men and women?
0: Of course there are. All right. Then. But.
1: Is it possible to point them out without being sexist?
0: Um, yes. Okay. But that wasn't quite where we were
1: at last <laughs> week. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Let's let's just, you know, we, I mean, we could revisit it or we could move along. Yeah. We'll move along. Okay. For your benefit yeah. and yours solely, because yes. <laughs> I could have a lot of entertainment from the whole scenario. Yep. Anyway, so how was your weekend? Not bad. Did you have a good birthday? I had a good birthday. Yeah. Did you do anything special?
1: Yeah, we went to a Agonkwit. Hung out in a Agonkwit for a couple of nights. Oh, very nice. Was it warm? Yeah, but it was it was nice. It, was, <laughs> it wasn't brutal.
0: Nothing brutal. No, I know I was up in the mountains. It was nothing brutal. I mean, it was, I mean, beautiful. it was warm,
1: but it was beautiful.
0: You know, it wasn't like, yeah, but we're about, we've had, well, we had the long stretch of six days, five days, six days in a row of like 99 plus or a hundred and above last week. Mm-hmm. And then we took a little hiatus of like a couple days of 90 ish. Yep. And now we're back up to 90 plus and we're going to have 104 tomorrow. <laughs> you do know that, right? It'll be fun. I know
1: I'll be so, sitting in the ballpark tomorrow night.
0: And, oh, Oh, did I, did I have, did I have the show where I said, yeah, I said that I went to Fenway. Yeah. And it was,
1: no, I'm not going to Fenway. I'm going, going to Worcester Polar Park. Oh,
0: you're going, there
1: yeah.
0: you go. Um, so, so we have some things to talk about today that are very important to your cognitive health, Okay. You're, excellent. You're, given that you've turned 37 again.
1: Yep.
0: Um, And I'd like to point out that whatever happened to Rocky when he came in, he's now sleeping on the floor. Okay, cool. So we are good. He likes it here. He's passed out. I want to make sure he's not dead. Hey, Rocky. Oh, good. (laughs) He's not not (laughs) dead. I just want to make sure he looked up at me. So we're good. Um, We're going to talk today about cognitive decline, Hmm. mental health issues with cognitive decline in people in general, but also what contributes to it, which is, you know, people I'm sure get sick of hearing about it, but such a great study has come out. And I happen to um, love the study and the people who did the study and follow them all the time. And um, it's no new news, but it's really good news in terms of like understanding the fact that driving home the point of ultra processed foods and how ultra processed foods, I love how they're now tagging it as ultra processed, but um, ultra processed foods contribute to the cognitive demise of our Brains, okay, um, and not just culturally to the United States, but they we have mass um, mass generals done the study. Um, the Alzheimer's Association just pre- this big study just got presented at the Alzheimer's Association convention over the past weekend, mm-hmm. um, which is why it's high on my list because it's so important to the health and wellness of mental health and physical health. Um, and then the um, the British uh, government and several of their London affiliates with their colleges and et cetera, university systems, they've done studies and they did a a 10 year longitudinal study with a particular group of people in Brazil. So there's a lot of really good research that wasn't just like, let's look at one side of this and then look at one food or whatever. They really looked across the board at what was contributing to um, what I've talked about before is the consideration of diabetes type three, which is really Alzheimer's is really diabetes type three. Now that was not mentioned as the specific thing, um, in the study, but considering the Alzheimer's association is the one that was conventioning it over the weekend with the study, um, talking about how ultra processed foods are so, um, bad for you. Our bodies aren't meant to utilize them and how we, uh, don't break them down correctly and they get uh, emulsified essentially in our brains and what it does to our brain. And I go on and on, but um, so big numbers, huge numbers. And I, and I always use good visuals, I think on this, but so roughly 30% says 28%, but we're just going to round up 30% of, of your diet. If so, okay, go, go back. So much of these studies have shown that 30% or more, Upwards of 60% of some people's uh, diets consist of ultra processed foods because they're fast foods, they're convenient foods, but you don't think about what the impact is if you're eating these things. So if you just think about your normal 1200 calorie day, which is what would be your typical, I mean, you know, it's a little different for everybody. But let's calories. just do our typical yep. 1200 calorie day or 1500 calorie day. Yeah. If 20%, you shouldn't have more than 20% if you're going to eat crappy food you shouldn't have more than 20% of it be crappy <laughs> crappy food meaning okay, can processed
1: we, can we yeah can we define the term ultra processed so, yeah, so okay we, so yeah. ultra
0: processed foods in this study which is what we talk about on the show um high in fat high in salt high in processed um like you know boxed foods things with ethyl alcohol sugars added mm-hmm. um vegetable oil, not olive oil, thing, you know, those types of things, so right. the things that you would think of like pizza, French fries, hamburgers, things that are like, you know, with the buns processed white bread, the things that you would typically go, Oh, they're easy go-to foods. They're going to be not your friend. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and I can give you, I can give you the list that they give in fact. Um, so they talk about, Oh, and this is an important point. Um, Hot dogs, sausages, and burgers, French fries, sodas, cookies, cakes, candies, donuts, ice cream, are just a few on the list of what they consider ultra-processed. So when I was reading their 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 actual study, and then they came out with an article on it, um, so people were asking me already about because they saw the article yesterday. And mm. so, um, well, what about sausage and bacon and hot dogs? So sausage, bacon, hot dogs, they're all cured. They're all, they're all processed. They all have like either, you know, honey baked ham. Well, there's it's, yeah. I hate ham by the way. So not a problem for me. (laughs) So it's not pork itself, but it's the honey baked ham. It's the smoked ham. It's the cured ham. It's the bacon. It's how it's processed. It's how it's added salt, added smoke flavor. So it's not only carcinogenic, for some of it. It's also adding in these additives that are preserving it, that are making it so that your brain doesn't have the ability to break it down. So it has all these pieces to it that are not healthy for you. So when you add a hot dog in, so it always freaks people out. I teach this in my class about how hot dogs, I've been doing this for like 20 years in my class. Hot dogs are probably, in my opinion, one of the worst foods you can eat. Of course, my husband loves them, just yeah. so you know. So we wow. have bountiful hot dogs. I try to buy
1: all men do bacon and hot I dogs.
0: try to buy vegan hot dogs, plant-based hot dogs. And <laughs> t- See? <laughs> I do because they're so uh, so a hot dog by and large. <clears throat> by and large, I love that phrase. Um, hot dogs have so they're all processed. They're they're byproducts of right. animals. Yes. And so when it says all beef, well, it's all beef, but it's not really necessarily all beef. It's all, well, it is from beef, Yeah. but it's the parts. It's, yeah. It could be. They
1: sweep the floors. Yes, they Basically, sweep the I floors. Understand. I
0: won't paint the disgusting picture. We of all what understand. It is. It's kind of like when people ask me about like what jello is made out of. I'm like, don't eat jello. Please yeah. don't eat jello. <laughs> don't, don't don't eat licorice but you know well, Swedish fish it's all the same um, but hot dogs are are super processed and in order to get them into that form to keep them that way there's an extra process so mm-hmm. you have the the product that goes into it then you have the emulsification the the curing process the the coagulant that keeps it together you have all these things so what it's what it does is In the body, the body can't break it down quite right. So it it does what it does, but there's going to be remnants over time. And if a person is a constant eater of this, so, you know, kids get hot dogs, hot dogs and french fries. This is not a healthy processing meal to start your kids off at, you know, two and three and four, you know, chicken nuggets that are fried and batter. And, you know, I know it's quick and easy, but what it's doing is it's setting up the brain for exactly what these studies are finding and have been finding for quite some time because the Alzheimer's research and the cognitive decline piece, it's not just that you're going to, you don't necessarily have the ability to get Alzheimer's, but we know, and we've known for quite a while now, at least for the past 16 to 17 years, at least in my anecdotal evidence, we have such a good link to Alzheimer's and cognitive decline for food items and how it breaks down sugar wise and how it breaks down in the body and the brain. So when you have cured meats, you know, and I would Mm. extend it to not just, you know, the pork, I mean, not just the sausage and bacon and hot dogs, I would extend it to, you know, like, anything that's brined and processed things that are going to be, you know, you like your briskets, your pastrami, your, your cold cuts, like, you know, remember pimento and pickle loaf. Yeah. That's still out there. All those things that are processed are going to have those pieces in them that are going to break down in the brain and not, uh, you know, not help you. Now people, I think when they're not in the medical field, just think food goes and goes to stomach, gets dispersed around stomach and then goes out. Right. Right. But that's not, that's not the process. I mean, it's it's the process but it's not i mean you have to think of it like it gets taken apart in the stomach and then it gets sent off into the body in different ways you know to the bloodstream or to the sugar stream or to the brain stream and so very loosely um so it's not too heady it's processed and every piece of what's in your body that you put in is processed or not and so the accumulation over time of ultra processed foods is um, what we're seeing is, is part of the word finding difficulty that people have, you know, when they hit like 30, which is sort of a little bit anyways, but then you see it a little bit more, you see it in younger people happening more and more that they just don't function at the right level. Their cognitive ability isn't the same. um, As if you had, you know, you give a kid scrambled eggs in the morning versus giving them a donut you've got two sets of performance differences just in the brain alone. Now
1: really immediate results like that. Well, yeah, because you're
0: having a high protein meal that's going to give you an energy boost and it's going to keep you going. So maybe three, four hours in the morning, whereas you give a kid a donut on the way to school within an hour, hour and a half, it's over. And now they're either exhausted or they're craving something else. So they're bouncy because they're looking for something, you know, so it's, so the brain is processing differently. So to go back to the first statistic, um, We'll go with roughly a third of your calories a day are are what you shouldn't go over that. So that means a donut. We'll use the donut. <laughs> hey, oh, <Uh-oh. laughs> he's barking. Oh, hey, um, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse forgot excuse Rocky me. was here. <laughs> you what?
1: I oh. forgot he was here.
0: I know. Well, that's because he heard people.
1: I, I know. There's people in the building. Come,
0: Come back here. You're interrupting my donut story. <laughs> he just he gave me a high five. Yep. He just gave me a high five. Yep. Okay. I, I'm Did cool. Um, so, so you have a donut. Let's take a typical... I'm going to pick on Dunkin' Donuts. And I, and I love Dunkin' Donuts. Not the donuts, but the coffee. But yep. you take a typical donut. Now, back in 1970, roughly, donuts were about 150 to 200 calories for Dunkin' Donuts. And the muffins were roughly, you know, late 70s, early 80s, right around 250, 300 really? calories. Now... If you get so it's crazy that i know these numbers but i do well
1: they're on the menu of french
0: but i I mean it's just you know french crullers. people well people always say to me what is your best donut you can get so that you can have the calories (laughs) so i'm like well if you're gonna have a donut right because what's the best hot dog you can get right well exactly what's (laughs) the best one so and i know these stupid things right um so if you're gonna have an old-fashioned donut that's your best one or french cruller Fashion, like because a plane. one, they're going to have almost, they're going to have almost, the, they're going to have the least amount of calories. They're going to have almost the least amount, almost the least amount of ultra processing and the, the less preservatives in them because they're fresh, right? And they're super light. So you're not going to go over 300 calories. You're going to be under that. So there's your, there's your 20% for the day right. or your 30% yep. for the day, right? So we, if we could get a goal to stay to that that would be it so but here's the thing so here's a here's a common diet for one of my clients <laughs> and we're changing it but it's it's you know on the run in the morning it's a it, and i'll tell you what we switched to on the run in the morning it's two donuts now Ooh. we're at seven eight hundred calories yeah because oh and muffins by the way those pumpkin muffins those amazing pumpkin muffins that everyone loves from dunkin donuts i think they're like 600 calories a piece and so they make you wider and you know um but they're all sugar they taste great but they're all sugar but you know what so the
1: toughest to... thing for me was you what i'm italian i could give up bread and pasta i have no problem with that dunkin donuts bagels oh. were the toughest thing to give up
0: but it's still white bread
1: i know okay. oh no i understand but okay no i had well usually have the flavored ones but that was that's the thing i miss meat. the most i don't eat them I oh had you a... don't
0: eat them do you sniff them i mean no I mean...
1: No, I used to eat them. It used oh, to be a daily okay. thing, and that, I gave that up. And it's right. like, that's the thing sure. I miss the most.
0: Okay, Well, we'll get back to that in a yeah. second. So you have so this so this client has like a, a quick two donuts, a big coffee with sugar, which is sugar's better than you know your sweetener. I am notorious for using like Truvia and Splenda and all those things, which uh, is a whole other story because we all have our things, right? Yep. Me and my Truvia and my Diet Coke. Sugar's um, better
1: than sweetener.
0: Well, sugar itself is better than sweetener. But the sugar itself isn't good (laughs) either. How many sugars does he have? How many what?
1: How many sugars does he have? Uh,
0: Well, he used to have eight. Yeah. And that is a lot. That's a lot. So um, there's there's the start of the morning. And then somewhere in between like a snack there's an added in like a granola bar or a handful of chocolate covered nuts that are on the desk or whatever it is. Then by the time he gets to lunch, it's usually
1: chocolate covered nuts. You're right. You get it. 400, 500 calories. Extremely easy.
0: Well, in twi- I think it's in like 14 almonds. You're already at 170 calories without right. anything on it you add the chocolate you're now at 300 so now you're you're already over 1200 calories before you even hit lunch
1: and nobody buys plain nuts they buy no. salted nuts
0: right yeah. it's always got these things right mm-hmm. um and then for lunch a common lunch that was before our change was you know two slices of pizza and a small salad and here's the misnomer i had a salad so i was healthy but i had the two slices of sides nuts and i had salad. a pepperoni slice of pizza on an eighth of a an eighth of a piece is around 300 calories a piece. If you're having a regular eighth of a piece of, you know, not a small pizza, like a regular size. So you're roughly having that. I'm rounding up by 20 calories, just so you know. I'm very (laughs) specific. So you have, so, but it's not about the calories. It's about what's going into the product that you're eating. Now you've had donuts, Mm -hmm. ultra processed. You've had probably some processed chocolate on those nuts. You have now had ultra processed junk. In the pepperoni or the the cheese Mm -hmm. and the bread of the pizza dough, the salad negligible because you had lettuce and probably a cucumber and onion and a tomato and some salad dressing. Also, process the salad dressing because it's probably not like a healthy one. Right, and you know it's like creamy. You know, the a tablespoon of creamy ranch dressing is actually like almost a teaspoon of sugar. Yeah. So, and then, and then several snacks throughout the day and they're not healthy. And then by the time you get to dinner, then it's, his dinner was, you know, he'd sit down, have a beer, right? Whatever. That's negligible. Have a beer, but then it would be, you know, big piece of steak or chicken or whatever, fine protein, and then huge baked potato or huge p- plate of like pasta or rice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and not like a plant-based one. And then, maybe vegetables maybe maybe and then after that um like oh god what's it called yeah what's that popcorn that's all sugar oh uh, kettle corn yeah no the, oh. not kettle corn but it's like the crack it's like the cracker jack kind but it's like a different it's oh pirate's booty that was like his favorite pirate's, pirate's booty pirate's booty that's bad.
1: It's really? supposed to be good i mean it's relative relative okay. to a okay
0: and then, and then relative to puff and then, like a piece mm-hmm. of pie, or like, um, sometime, or I'm trying to think of what he had ice cream, a piece of pie. Um, yeah, very same. Now we're at okay, hence, we're at a lot of calories, but regardless of the calories, every single thing in there was basically processed. Which, to the point of the study, was that in Britain, Brazil, the United States, and several other countries I mentioned over the 10 year study. We're almost at a sixty, it was fifty-eight percent, but sixty percent of our daily meals are at an ultra process level on the most part for people who think that, well, it's just quicker, it's easier, it's you know, whatever. And they don't realize that how much damage that's doing and we've and it's not new information but now we really know much more about the fact that it's really contributing to brain decline and but we already knew it was contributing to body decline because you can see it all right you eat ultra processed food and you you have rolls or you have huge amounts of cellulite or you have heartburn or you have all the physical aspects of it but really taking into account the mental health issue of this is that the cognition, the executive functioning, where you make your organizational choices, you make your impulse control pieces, you make your um, your neurological pathways for um, just good decision-making, concentration, attention, focus, all those pieces. That's where ultra-processed foods go to start deteriorating your ability. So when a person has dementia or they have like or, uh, para dementia um, or para like the beginnings of dementia um and they have little pieces of things that are like oh i can't remember where i put my keys that's not necessarily ultra processed food issues but as it gets worse the more of that that happens the more
2: yeah
0: likely it's related to that now back when these studies first were coming out before this big one came out just this weekend um the big thing was, you know, Oh, what's Alzheimer's all about? What's, what's going on. And, you know, we went through the aluminum phase, yeah. the you know Teflon, which also was a bad thing, which caused lots of problems, big lawsuits for them. Um, we went through a variety of, you know, medications, things that people were taking, but if we really truly look and, and I worked at McLean hospital on the geriatric floor and we used to do rounds daily and talk about these things, um, as doctors every day that, uh, being really mindful of what the patients were eating. Cause it was a dementia ward. It was a special care unit for Alzheimer's dementia when I first started my career many years ago. And so we would be very mindful of their food products. It was all natural. The kitchen was aware of that. We were all very much about doing that, um, uh, giving them good food. Now the theory was back then, and, and I think it rings true today, is that look at the first real round of people who came out of the depression Okay. What were they eating? They were eating bread. Yep. Cheap things. Things that they yep. could make and in bulk and cheaply, right? Rice, potatoes. You know, potatoes aren't processed, but then when you put all the other stuff in them they are, you know. So but bread certainly is potatoes pasta um you know the quick the quick things that were were available to them and inexpensive and so you you have a influx of people when you know back in the 80s and 90s coming up through now they're getting older obviously mm-hmm. and what do they have they start having cognitive decline in a different way than you see people you know before them for sure
1: have you seen that hulu series the food that made america yes And you you talk about that early post-depression, they were trying to preserve food so they could sell them nationally. That was a big push. Right. But there was no regulation on it. There was no study in it. They were just finding whatever way they could to do it. So God knows who is eating what at that point.
0: Right. Well, it's well. And so speaking to the point of an ultra processed food and, you know, God love them because they still make them and whatever. One of the worst vegetables you can eat is out of a can. If you have canned, oh yeah. What do you mean? No,
1: no. I'm, I said, oh, oh yeah.
0: <laughs> I thought you said I no. Should... I'm like, what do you mean? No. Because the processing, if you look on the back of a canned vegetable and you look at everything that goes in canned vegetables can sit on your shelf for a long time. Yeah. That's not normal. <laughs> why is that? Right. Yeah. So can, so canned vegetables, there's a re like, look at the sodium content. Look at all the preservatives that are, there's a reason why it tastes like tin and cafeteria food from like when you were in elementary school, because that taste should give you a, a, a lead off that. Yeah. It's probably not good for you. It's
2: not right. Yeah. Um,
0: you know, and I understand that they're cheaper for people in their minds that if I buy a can of cream corn, oh, right.
1: <laughs> people so. buy canned food anymore. What <laughs> Do people buy canned food anymore? Have
0: you seen the grocery store? I guess. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, You know, I mean, certainly, certainly there's a need for some things to be canned and that's how they're processed, whatever. So, you know, like if you're getting baby corns or you're getting those little pearl onions or you want to get some beets, you can get beets in glass jars now, by the way, you know, so they're not processed, but you know, the things like the string beans and the asparagus and you get, you know, cranberry sauce and, and carrots and like they're packed in sodium and they're packed in water that has chemicals in it and they're all labeled on the back. Yep. Um, and that can, oh, and they're packed in what the old theory was, they're packed in tin and aluminum. So you have, and you know, there's a big thing. Remember when we were growing up, don't buy a dented can, Yep. right? Because it has a chemical process that have, you know, um, that's a whole nother story, Yeah. but, but the ultra processing of these foods to have is contributing to, um, such a, uh, neurological shredding of you know essentially the neurons so what it's doing is it's it's kind of stripping away the ability for the for the brain to keep functioning it, it, we have we have what we what we call myelination around the neurons Myelination is the fat that we have around each neuron fiber and so the fatty the fatty substance is the myelin sheath and the myelin sheathing needs to be there for the brain to function to have all the neurons fire correctly when you eat poorly, When you have i mean just you know your your donut a day or your pizza a day or your fast food once or twice a day or you're a fast fooder three or four times a week and you're door dashing and you're doing all this stuff and it's coming from junk and you're eating lots of fried food what you're doing is you're i'm loosely talking here so people get the visual but you're essentially not allowing your brain to be replenished, like, you know, jumpstarting your brain like a car in a good way every single morning to get it going with good things, with good healthy rotation of fruit and vegetables, all those things. You're putting in stuff that's really draining and killing the battery, essentially of your brain. You know, your, your brain's yep. battery is like a car battery. And so what you put in is, you know, the difference between, it lasting 30 years or lasting five. And so that is such an important piece of, you know, they don't say that in the study, but it really is related to the fact that these pieces are out there and that's what it's doing.
1: Here's what frustrates me about this. Yes. People have arrived at the point where they have to cut sugar and or salt. And what you do when you find that, when you find that out, you start going to the store and you find out everything has sugar and salt. Yes, right. It's just, it's almost impossible to avoid. Let me ask you this question. What pro what percentage of uh, food in a grocery store, for example, is under the ultra process
0: oh, label? A lot. Yeah. A lot. So, so first, so first of all, like hello to everyone that's saying hello. And I will come to your friend's question in a second. Yeah, Amy said hello. Um, yeah. So the grocery store, th- recommendation is eat outside the perimeter of the grocery store, which means go on the outside edges because from when you walk in and there's all the, the fruits and vegetables, meat in the back down the side with all your, you know, your, your dairy, your, you know, your natural products, the things that are not being processed right there. As you go in towards the center aisle by aisle by aisle, you're getting into more and more of the processed foods mm-hmm. and interestingly enough they do have industrial organizational psychologists and social psychologists help media the store so that you're drawn even though you can eat the perimeter right so that's where all your good stuff is it's going to be non non-processed or minimally processed they now put in the impulse buys at the front of the, you know, not now, but they've been doing it for years, but they do it more. Like you have multiple bins of quick pick, you know, like hundred calorie packs of this or peanut butter jars for 99 cents, or you walk over towards the vegetables, but they have like the, the ranch dip that's they they they're placing the ultra processed foods outside of the typical center aisles towards the process to the unprocessed foods because it sells because people like oh i want to have my carrots with the dip or i want to have whatever with that so uh, i don't know what the actual percentage is in terms of how much ultra processed food is in a store but there's a lot i mean so you have but you have to figure that if you're if you're buying anything that's out of a box or out of a can or
1: has a nutrition label
0: it, then you're probably yeah. not and, and it's and it's hard i mean and i certainly yeah, i that's i can, the pop- i will absolutely i buy my natural peanut butter i buy my natural um almond butter i occasionally have a stock of spaghettios because that was my favorite childhood thing i know but it's the worst <laughs> thing you can have but they don't have those hot dogs in yeah. them. but and they sit in my shelf forever it's just it, they're canned like we all have these things, but those, we all have our little things, but just, you have to be mindful like, you can't have that, you know, that's, like, a once or twice a year kind of thing. Um
1: Well, let's go back to hamburgers, because that's outer, yes. outer aisle and ground beef. I'm, I'm talking about yep. ground beef. I understand yep. where the bread problem is. Yeah. So, let's talk bread about is ground bread. beef. Yeah.
0: So, the way ground beef is made now, and if you've seen some of the shows on like netflix and hulu and like you'll never eat meat again if you watch them for sure which is why i'm (laughs) very stay away from a lot of meat (laughs) because the way it's processed um you know you have to be really careful with ground meat and how it's made because it's it's not always what it looks like or seems to be it's the lesser end of the beef it gets processed in with other things. It can right. have chemicals added. It can. It depends on who's processing it, right? So, I'm always of the mind to tell people if you want to eat meat and you want to, and you want to eat any kind of meat, see if it's locally far, harvested. You know, so you're getting at least yeah. local because local is going to be less likely to process the way that the big right companies are processing and putting it in the in the thing. So, if it, you know. And by the way, just because something says organic. <laughs> Yeah. Essentially everything's organic. Right. You know, I mean, if it's if it's from the ground, it's it's not you have to know your lingo about the industry about what organic really means. Oh gosh, we have lots of things that I'm missing mm-hmm. and I can't see them yet. So if I need to catch up on somebody's question, let me know. Yep. Um, but the organic organicity of something, you know, carrots are organic, for instance. Whether one is grown organic and it's put in that section that costs a dollar more versus one that's not, they're both organic. Right but there's different levels of what that means. It means that some are grown with no pesticide, no chemicals, no forced chemical movement to get them to grow faster, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, versus they're chemically enhanced, which is why you can tell the difference if you grow a tomato in your garden, it smells amazing. When you go into the store and you see a tomato and you smell it, it usually doesn't have a smell. Do your your test if you have the ability to do that because, you that the lack of smell is partially because it's ultra processed in some way, so mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that it's bad for you, it just means it's going to have more likely stuff in it. Okay, I clearly am missing a whole bunch of content over here.
1: Oh, well, let's talk about Bruce's whole milk because okay, again, so that's, that's on the, matter, the perimeter, like all these, it's like, on the perimeter of the store as well. But um, milk is highly processed, isn't
0: it? So, so milk is so a very interesting thing about milk, so um. Milk has a lot of misnomers to it in terms of mental health. And I can speak to it from that level. So um, whole milk used to be, and people still say, it's really good for you, but it depends on how it's processed because it used to be when I was growing up, not pasture, it was pasteurized, but not in the same way it's pasteurized now and pushed. And in that way, what it means is that the feeding of the cattle to the milk cattle to make this. Now I'm a Vermont girl. So Mm -hmm. I know a little bit about making milk and cheese right naturally. So the process is supposed to be supernatural. So it tastes very differently than the, again, the big conglomerates that push the big dairy, right. That are, which is fine because they're making their money and everyone has their right but the chemical process that gets put into the pasteurization to make it happen faster is one of the problems with whole milk. And it's not the milk. It's just the process and what gets put in it. Plus the cattle, there's a big difference between farm raised free range, no cage, no collared cattle Who are out doing and eating grass and eating their oats and wheat and all their stuff that they're doing with no chemical additives, no hormones added, that milk is going to be a very different milk than milk that's processed. Like, I won't name brands, but there are brands that I could name that are like stay away from. So, whole milk in that way for children and adults, unless there's an allergy is, is reasonable. doesn't do anything. It's really good for the brain development mm-hmm. in terms of that myelin sheathing because it has fat and it's natural and all those things. The downside of it, it in, is that sometimes people get overdone with it and they eat, they drink too much of it. And so if you're, if you're drinking too much of it, that that turns into fat that turns into other things you can get your calcium as you get older in other in other ways um you know i mean there's something to be said for that whole thing about milk babies you know because there's a reason and it's because it's overdone um so but whole milk itself is fine i'm a big fan of using um whole milk when i'm cooking things don't 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 do the skim but i do drink skim milk um but i'm also careful who makes it, what's in it, how it's processed. So you have to be really good at reading your labels, I saw. So I'm not sure who Facebook user is on today because they're not identified for whatever reason. But yes, read your labels. Um, Take your time. It's it's worth it because if you just do it once or twice, all of a sudden you become savvy to know that you don't need to do it every single time because you're gonna know what to probably stay away from. And then you're gonna be surprised when you pick up something and go, Oh my gosh, look at all the sodium, look at all the fat, look at all the added, added sugars. And they've gotten really good at processing their packaging at these now, because it used to just say sugar and it would say how much now look for things that say something, something alcohol, something, something, seedl alcohol, something, something ethyl, because those are all forms of sugar. Mm -hmm. And so, and there's so many things to talk about about that and like how they're processed and what happens to the brain with that because you're you you know we that's where it goes back to the alzheimer's type three is that it's it's the the glucose level and and the different processing in the brain and how it really breaks down and how much sugar it's you know it's like diab so it's diabetes diabetes in the brain essentially and so you're it's sugar and how it's being broken down incorrectly. So, um, going back to Bruce's thing about the milk, milk is good, but I wouldn't be overdoing it. I would find the product that that says on it like comes from free range, no caged, pasteurized, naturally. Mm-hmm. There's another one. That, you know, there's a big there's a big difference.
1: What about uh, yogurt? Um, it's similar, but what about yogurt? which has become a big staple for me lately.
0: So yogurt is a culprit for added sugars. So be mindful of when you're reading.
1: Oh yeah. I watch my sugar. So,
0: so natural yogurt and I have my favorite brands because I'm a yogurt connoisseur in in some ways, in terms of like making sure that, you know, there's no this or that in it. Um, And full those favorite
1: brands are.
0: My favorite brands are um, Icelandic Provisions. Because they they do they do have a little bit of stuff in them, but it's all natural. Yeah. So I find the all natural because if I want the full like um, Greek yogurt flavor without all the junk in it, like Colombo is probably not your best choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you're looking for uh, you know Oikos, Oikos is no sugar added, zero sugar added, great choice. You know, because it's it's got high in protein, no sugar, the zero one. Well, they have a zero, yeah, they have a they zero, have the zero one. They but have the Oikos zero. Wouldn't
1: that mean um, the
0: Chobani brand?
1: Wouldn't that mean sweeteners though? Zero sugar. Um,
0: the there there are ones that have added sweetener, and you have to look at the label. Mm-hmm. And then there's ones that are just the all natural. They're zero sugar, and they don't add anything. Yeah. So it's kind of like the plain yogurt that you know when kids are like, ugh. Yeah. So you so you have to <laughs> add so or they have an all natural like they have the um the coconut flavored or they have whatever it's they actually add in like a coconut milk like so you have but you have to read the labels to know because you'll be like oh look it's all natural I get you yeah. all natural you know no sugar added blah, blah blah but then when you turn around the label it's yeah it's all natural three percent all natural hmm. with no sugar added to but there's this seven seven grams of sugar it, you have to be savvy yeah. with that it just doesn't mean that or if it says 100 calories be careful because remember that it will say per serving and it's usually two servings so now you're having two servings which is 200 calories say of seven grams of sugar but means that you're at 14 grams of sugar and so you're now thinking convert that to your 30 percent or your your, i'm sorry your 20 percent a day that you shouldn't go past in your ultra processed foods right and we typically as americans are eating 30 plus Percent to 60 percent a day. So, um, yeah, you, you got to be really savvy on the food process piece on that. So, so milk products are fine. Um, as an aside, in dairy, the way cheese is made, again, mm-hmm. very careful, like string cheese, not your friend. I know I have a couple of listeners out there that love string cheese they are processed poorly. And so they add to salt and inflammation. And that's one of the big problems with the foods I've listed in terms of the ultra processing um, and what the study talks about as well. What happens is it inflames the body which inflames the brain and the executive functioner. And for people that aren't watching, I'm pointing to my forehead because it's your frontal lobe. That's yeah. where it sits. Um, so it inflames the brain and the body and it makes you feel bloaty. So if you're feeling bloaty in your hands, your feet, your stomach, or something after you've eaten any product, then it's likely that your brain has that too, which is why people sometimes feel like like lightheaded or they feel really heavy in the head after they've eaten something or they feel dizzy or they feel sick to their stomach because the brain is sending a signal to the body that it's, it doesn't feel good. That's why people want to end up throwing up Yeah, as a gross thing is because the brain is signaling that I have something in it, in my body that I don't want. Um. So, and, and that's a good cue for like a good mental health piece. So, so cheese is, cheese is okay, but don't eat like a processed cheese, like Cabot Vermont girl, right? So <laughs> Cabot naturals, um, you know sharp cheddars things that you can see again all natural pasteurization is natural no extra additives it will show right on the back of it it will be like it will be zero 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 and then where it says ingredients it'll be you know milk
1: recognize if you recognize them all yeah yeah. if
0: you can if you can pronounce it it's usually okay if you it well i shouldn't say it because i can pronounce it but that doesn't mean it's okay like if you're drinking something with a phenylalanine in it which is like diet coke because i I'm notorious for doing that. I'm that's my bad, my my no no.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I did do eight years without diet coke though, with a with no caffeine. But I have it. I do have it every day now. <laughs> I'm probably gonna have cognitive decline, which is why <laughs> I can't remember things. Yeah. Um, but phenylalanine, it, most people won't be able to read that. If right. You can't read that. Don't drink it. Right. Right. So and it's nobody's perfect. Everyone's gonna have their stuff, but just be be aware that the ultra processing you know if you have one thing it's like
1: calories conserve where you can don't don't do don't eat stupid 100 percent of the time
0: well yeah, yeah and people get really caught up in the calorie count and yeah and although that is important for some people it's really not it's really about pay attention to your body and how it feels when you eat for instance when i eat red meat i don't feel good yeah which is why i don't eat red meat anymore and um and it doesn't have any water content in it. So it's harder for the body to break down, which means if it's harder for the stomach and all that to break down, the brain's struggling because it slows you down. So that's why when you sit down in a turkey dinner and you have stuffing and potatoes and some rice dish and a salad that's loaded with orzo, yeah. whatever all these your brain is like, "Oh, it's because your whole body just got inflamed, and your brain wants to shut down and go to sleep. That's why it gets tired. On top of tryptophan and all the other chemicals that are in it.
1: All right. So the point of all this and trying to identify what foods were and how frustrating it is in the grocery store because they're all ultra processed. Almost everything is ultra processed. What do you eat?
0: Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Grass. <laughs>
1: what, can you, what can you build your? What can you build the center of your diet around? On, um, uh, living on a day to day basis.
0: So so living on a day to day so natural so natural sugars but being careful so fruits fruits that are high in water content right if you don't know what those are we can go over those um vegetables vegetables that are high in water content be mindful of your sugar vegetables you can have them but be mindful of the amount of sugar not because they're processed but because they have a lot mm-hmm. of sugar so we're, we're keeping mindful of the cognitive piece right we don't need a lot of extra sugars they're do
1: we soft. buy organic? I know uh. do we buy organic is
0: um, or you can I, I have a story about organic carrots that I can share about the funniness of what organic means. I mean,
1: you're, you're in market basket. Is there really that much difference?
0: Okay, hold on that thought. let me just yeah. okay, so
1: and I'm not picking a market basket no, I, I know, just but swear natu- I shop so yeah. but
0: go, come back so I don't forget yeah. that one natural so natural if you're gonna eat natural meats, try to find the ones that I've already talked about that are like free range, no cage not abused because usually that means that they are no chemicals no hormones not pushed not fed till like they have to push over to the top like less you know, stress they got to be right now they yeah. got to be ready yeah. for processing you know that kind of thing. Um, and then plant-based as much as you can if you're gonna have pasta read your label look to see does it have white wheat or wheat in it gluten,
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's not about the allergy for, for, for this. This is about how it processes into sugar and fat and how it processes into salt yeah. and how it moves in the body. So, you know, natural, natural, natural. Stay away from bread. Bread is nobody's friend. Yeah. It's bad mojo for body and mental health. It's a drainer. It's not good for you. It just isn't. So, um, and people will ask me, what about like Even Dave's? granola? is <laughs> fine. What? Even Dave's? So, so I eat Dave's because it's the only bread, and it's that I shouldn't say I, eat it. I don't eat it very often. We're talking yeah. like I have a loaf of bread that sits in my thing for a while.
1: Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, right. So because yeah. it's
0: it's not like oh, I go through a loaf of bread a week. Killer Dave's bread has more natural in it in terms of the processing than I'll, you yeah, know, pick one, Sara Lee, yeah. Pepperidge Farm, whatever, all those things. Yeah. Um, you know everyone loves the hawaiian rolls you know the yeah those are great but they're loaded with sugar and salt yeah. and you know that doesn't mean you can't eat them it's about being mindful that you're eating something that you don't want to you know if you're looking at the cognitive studies that are this is such a great study that's so important don't go over 20 percent of your daily calorie intake of ultra processed foods so if you have Two two of those Hawaiian rolls that are amazing, or if you have a bagel, you're done. Yeah, that's it, right? Because so you have to make because you're really trying to protect your health, and so you know, and if and if we go with the numbers that we're really at fifty eight percent of Americans eat ultra processed foods daily, or not fifty eight percent of them, it's fifty eight percent of our diets in our daily life are that
1: it's just that we're so inundated with it it's difficult for example if you're on the road you have no chance right anything you eat on the road that's
0: not true because really i i think it used to be true but i i make plans for people all the time for their so they don't have like mental health issues when they're out because they're either like you know doing oa or they're having um eating issues you know they can't eat like they're doing summer camp or and they only can eat their food there's ways to get around them so Most fast food places or most places on the side of the road will have options. You just have to be willing to to buy them. And yeah, the cheeseburger or the double quarter pounder or the Whopper will be $3. But the the strawberry salad that has
2: Hmm.
0: almost no calories in it, but has grilled chicken on it will be seven. Yeah. Suck it up and pay the seven bucks because you're gonna be more full. You're not gonna be inflamed. You're not gonna be driving long and being tired, or you're not gonna be in the hotel room like eh, right, yeah. passed out. At almost every single place you can go to, now you no, can find have an option, an option.
1: Fast foods are obvious, but even restaurants and things even like Even restaurants. Yeah.
0: Well, you you know, a couple, what was it, two months ago, I sent you a screenshot at like 10 o'clock at night. I was sitting in Applebee's and I was like, yeah. look at this menu. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. and, and by the way, Amy Salon, Applebee's. Um, she's listening. Um, there's, there, I mean, Applebee's. And, and, I, and the I chains. Love, I get grilled chips. Yeah. <laughs> grilled the chains chicken.
1: are obvious, but even, even good restaurants. Restaurants are processed food.
0: Well, right? so you have to be careful, part. right? Yeah. Because when you go out to a restaurant, they add all their flavorings, yep. right? They add all their flavorings. They add salt and sugar to marinades. Yeah, salt what tastes good? Their... Salt and
1: sugar, right? Uh, yeah. Right. So yeah. that's
0: what makes it taste good. Right. So if you're having a steak and you don't want salt and sugar, you got to ask, like, is it just all natural? Have you marinated it? If you, you know, and you can ask that. You're not being a Karen. You're not being whatever. By the way, don't <laughs> well, eat marinated steak. Like, oh, why did yeah. you ask that?
1: Don't you eat know? marinated steak. Don't go to a restaurant and pay good bucks for a marinated steak. Well, if you're gonna That's eat covering steak. up bad steak is what so, that is.
0: So if you're going to eat steak, right, in terms of like in terms of inflammation in the brain and yeah. like just mental health. Um, yes, don't don't do the marinade. But then don't do not do the marinade and then add a vat of a one sauce. To it. <laughs> See, it always kills me. It's like or ketchup, <laughs> you know, like, first of all, don't dip your steak. And ketchup, oh
1: no, no, you know I mean, but people A do but you get no. it, but
0: and the other side of it is just don't bother to eat steak if because it's so hard for your body to break it down. And if you're going to eat red meat, that's fine, yeah, but don't eat it dead like well done because okay, now you're yeah, going, no. you're crossing over, not now you it's processed, but now you're into the carcinogen level, yeah, no, and you. That's nice. like, what are you doing? No marinated so you've steak. Go to medium rare no well and, done and no. medium. Yeah. No well done on that because what you're doing is you're adding to the processing issue of your body yeah. and the cognition of it. And that's even before that study came out. That's like we've known that forever. Um, you know, certainly. Don't eat raw things. If you're afraid of that, like, you know, if you're not a sushi eater, stay away from that. I'm a sushi eater. So I'm highly about the Mediterranean diet going Mm -hmm. towards like fish and chicken and Turkey and things like that. But make sure, you know, all those things happen, you know, your, your Turkey, your chicken and your pork have to be cooked because you don't want to get sick. Right. So, but water content, water content, water content. Okay. Come back to the thing that you were asking me about. Uh, Um, you don't remember, do you?
1: Vegetables in Market Basket. Is oh. there really a difference between organic and non-organic? So
0: here's here's an interesting one. And again, st-
1: I'm not picking on Market Basket. I know.
0: It, and it doesn't matter. So here's an interesting story that I think is interesting because it's anecdotal from my own experience. I did an experiment. We did an experiment, I should say. So we had a bag of carrots. The long, I won't say what the brand was, but mm-hmm. it's a common brand that you can get in a store. And it says organic. So we bought them. I think we used a couple carrots out of it, but then they sat in the drawer for a long time in a I'd bag like or a month.
1: in a bag or just in a bag. carrots? Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: So they sat in the back and I was like, eh, and it was like summer just a few years ago. And it's, you know, organic, you no know, blah, blah, blah. Right. Organic. Yeah. We stuck those out in the compost pile, snapped them all up, put them out in the compost <laughs> pile for the bunnies and the hedgehogs and all the fun little things yeah. that, you know, we have in the backyard. They sat there for the entire summer not one got touched. Wow. That tells me
1: <laughs> something funky with those carrots. The
0: bunnies yeah. and the gophers yeah. and the deer and whatever else I have in my backyard is not eating those. Mm. Yeah. So so or, it said organic from all this, right? But when we actually went to the farm stand yeah. and got the carrots
1: different deal. Yeah.
0: There was those were i we ate them but they also got eaten yeah got eaten animals lined up at the door the the <laughs> animals knew and yeah. animals as you know we're animals but animals have a detector they will stay away from something that is not good yeah. they will stay away from the bad thing by and large they'll stay away from the red bear birds know to stay away from certain things yep. you know animals know and so i've always we we use that as like oh be careful yeah. what you buy in the store you know just because it says organic in the bag so if you live in a place where you have a farm stand in the summer, go there. We grow our own vegetables. You know that in the summer, so we have a, we have our tomatoes and cucumbers and squash and everything. So for the most part, for us. So
1: even on the outside of the store, when you, vegetables uh, vegetables are probably fairly safe, generally speaking. But you you go to pick up a chicken breast, for example, yes. again in market basket. I'm not picking on market basket. There are varying levels of processing in those as well.
0: Um, yes. You will. So I have to kudo, and and I'm not completely kudoing them, but I'm certainly kudoing them to some degree. That Purdue did a big turnaround many years ago. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember that. Purdue got dinged for um, adding additives. I don't remember exactly. It was a long time ago. But now they are very specific about how they yeah. do not add hormones. They don't do any chicken meal or, or, or any meal when anything says meal in your packaging yeah. and they do list it, that means it's parts of an animal. Right. It could be the, the leg, the hoof, the tongue, uh, the ear, it could be anything. So um, look at your labels. Cause they do list it on your, on your, on your meat labels. Now, if you're buying from a big company, you know, like if you're buying the generic brand, they do list it. I tend to tell people to spend the extra like 49 cents a pound on getting whatever is says that it's coming from the local farm down the street or something that's within the 50 mile radius. Yeah. Um, if you can afford it and you want to go to the butcher store, that's probably better because you know, it's coming from somewhere local and it's not being overly processed and you, ha- and you have, um, they have to fully disclose now because of the FDA around yeah. that. So um but if you go on to the Netflix series and watch anything about all that, you'll never eat any meat again. <laughs> so I highly recommend that if you don't want to eat meat again, you should watch those shows because it will turn you off. Even yeah. though I've seen them, I'm. Um, farm salmon? Either anyway.
1: Farm salmon?
0: Um, I, No, I, no farm salmon. No too many chemicals put in it. Um, I would stay away from I would stay away from that because of the chemical process and and what it does to the brain and how it changes you cognitively. Um, anything wild caught is much better. Uh, it, anything that's pro- it's allowing the body to process the material so it's your brain function working better. Um, your mental health mm-hmm. on a daily and I've said this many times, your mental health is based on what you're putting in your body. So not only is your body showing what you're putting in, but your mental health is really descriptive. Like you know, someone has a sugar drop, and they get hangry. That's because the your mental health is is struggling. Oh yeah, you like have a snickers. Drop, and people don't realize that that's a mental health as well as a physical yeah. issue. What
1: you have a snickers.
0: Oh. Are <laughs>
1: on the subject, Bruce asks, What candy would you eat? What candy? Yeah.
0: Um. So and I see that he said dark chocolate. So dark chocolate is, is really good. I would do a 70% dark chocolate and above, you know, and um, some people can't take the bitterness of it. So you can add it to your coffee, (laughs) get a real caffeine charge or you can put it in your tea. Um, The chocolate brands out there, like Lint makes a really good high end chocolate bar. Um, And if you don't like that, you can also do carob. If you've never had carob, um, you can, Look at your face. You I've never of, had that's, it. Have you had carob? No. So carob is really, really good. Um, it's all natural. And it tastes... I don't know how to tell it. It, it tastes sort of like a little bit between... Uh, a, like a milk chocolate, but it's not. And... Like a little bit of molasses, honey, but it's all natural yeah. and it's easier for the body to, it's all natural. So it's easier for the body to break down. Um, milk chocolate in very specific brands that I won't mention, y- y- you shouldn't eat. White chocolate is made largely, white chocolate isn't a thing because there's no white yeah. chocolate cocoa beans, just so you guys know.
2: Oh, uh, that's <laughs> so fun. That's fun of Satan of, right there. There's a
0: lot of wax. Yeah. That, um, a lot of companies make their white chocolate products with wax um as an additive i wouldn't eat that no um it's kind of gross it's horrible um <laughs> so and and what white chocolate is chemically processed so i would not be eating
1: all right so let's have it before we wrap what about my protein bars
0: you're you and your protein bars i'm always you have yeah. you have a litany of protein bars no I'm,
1: your, I'm just doing the but, ones now
0: no but you've gone through a couple different brands
1: two different brands yeah
0: no no I, i'm not crazy <laughs> look at your labels right yeah. so the and i'm gonna so i
1: go for a good protein content the lowest wanna, sugar possible so you know the
0: rx bars have you seen those yeah if amy Salant is still on amy what is the name brand of that if you're still there can you post it <laughs> because i know amy knows because we talk about it um but it's those rx they're like they have like three two eggs Almonds, it will list every single ingredient on the front, and they're, like, super cool.
1: Oh, they're great, and you can tell the difference immediately when you have Um, an Rx bar. Yeah. That it's real food.
0: Exactly. But the
1: texture is odd, and there's no protein.
0: Right. So people often will say, is a kind bar okay? Look at your labels, because kind bars are are good, but they do have added sugar, because they'll put caramel, which is fine, you know, but just it's not about not eating fun, yummy foods. It's about finding how much junk is in them. So if you have like all natural sugar and you don't have ethyl alcohol, blah, 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 blah. Great. Have a good time. You know, but you can't eat that all day. If you do that and then have pizza, then you have, you know, McDonald's and French fries. And then you have, I mean, like- That's why I need
1: the protein content. RX doesn't have a lot of protein what five grams maybe
0: it depends on the bar yeah so you have to you have to look at each bar on its own because it will like if one of them i know the one that i haven't had them forever but there's one that has like two eggs in it so that's that's pretty high protein but
1: that's the they're really interesting because you eat an rx bar and you can tell right away that everything's real i mean it's it's a difference it's it's a a huge difference yeah right
0: and then you go so and then you go into like your gym and they'll sell like those cookies the protein cookies or the quest bars and yeah. they're like this and they have like 6 or 700 calories in them the calories are not the issue it's the um junk in them yeah. and people think oh it has 22 grams of protein oh okay yeah but it has you know 700 grams <laughs> milligrams of sugar, I mean, of, um, salt added, yeah. or it has, you know, all these added, it's, you've got to read the labels. And by the way, just cause you're working out does not mean that you should eat that just because you're working yeah. out. Remember it's a whole nother show, but just cause you're working out doesn't mean then you go and have a protein shake. That's a thousand calories after you work out a protein shake is not supposed to be that it's not supposed to be with, you know, goji berry cheese things at the bottom and then you know bananas and and kale and protein powder and now we're at a thousand calories it's supposed to be to match your workout which is we we can talk about that at a different time but it's about brain balance and so because you're using it to process it's all really you know your body's functioning for you but it's really about how your brain is cognitively working for you and if it's going to keep you in a happy mood a sad mood an angry mood um, are you going to be mood dysregulated because your anxiety is going to go up? Food makes anxiety happen. Yeah. Food makes depression happen. And so, to that point, ultra-processed foods contribute to America's mental health. That's um,
1: why I stay in the protein because keeping that hunger away, protein satiates you. Yes, you can. It, right. It's not necessarily for muscle rebuild, although it's important for that. Well, for so me, it, it's it it's, just for that, it's just to get between meals. Like in the morning, if yeah. you're going
0: to have, if you're going to have oatmeal and that's it you're gonna be hungry in yeah. a hot second and that you know and there's nothing wrong with having oatmeal or making your own granola or right. have but you got to add you got to add in like either almonds or you got to have a protein source in there somewhere because that's what's going to hold you that powdered
1: why, uh, peanut butter
0: you can have you can have which is,
1: by the way is my favorite because you look at the ingredients and it's uh
0: peanut butter peanut <laughs> peanuts. peanuts yeah so so the, and that's the thing is yeah. powdered peanut. um a young woman a couple of weeks ago asked me about a, a protein powder and I said, read the label. And so she, she sent me the label and I looked at it for it and, and I circled it and sent it back and said, it's all good because here it is. Yeah. And then, and then she sent me another one. She said, what about this one? And I circled it and it was like, Ooh, yeah. they had all these other things in it. I'm like, don't use that one because this one's going to be healthier for you to process and it's going to make you feel better. Um, both equal in calories, both but one was going to make her body harder to process. And mm-hmm. so she's learning that whole thing about like, I want to have better mental acuity. So I want to have the right thing. So protein powders are fine, but you got to read the fine print on what's in them. So it's not, just, don't assume just because a company's made right. something that says plant based and it's protein and it's good for you all natural no sugars added that doesn't always mean what the label's saying on the back yeah. there's right? a place
1: in town with a protein shake and the calories aren't listed and go ah, red flag right there
0: exactly yeah. and and really quickly cuz somebody pointed out corn syrup is designed to make you addicted yes mm-hmm. many products have i mean we're talking many products have corn syrup and other things added to them to create the pull for you to eat more of them and to have more of a craving for them and sugar, like Pringles, Doritos. There's, that's, there's a reason why they have those sayings, even though they're delicious. There's a reason why. Um, That's
1: something that has seen name changes as well. Yes. Corn syrup. It's yes. They keep changing the name. now
0: got an ethyl alcohol piece to it. Now they've changed it to other. So it's disguised itself so that you can't see it. High fructose corn syrup that's changed. Um, And then, Yes. uh, Be conscious of what you're putting in your body. We are what we eat really is true organic beef from Facebook user. Um, And then I just want to make sure I get to some of these comments because they were so good. And, um, uh, oh, and then, and then I was going to say for, um, um, there was another candy and I'll have to remember Bruce, that's really good that you can eat that is, is, Yummy, and of course I can see it in my head, and I can't yeah. remember it, so hopefully I'll remember <laughs> for next week. But anyway, you guys, um, if you want the study, and you want to read about it, and you want to see the amazing um, work that has been done over all these years for getting this information, so that you don't become an Alzheimer's patient potentially, etc. You can go to CNN Health because they are listing the study, but it's cognitive decline is linked to ultra processed food. And it's all over the internet in the past two days because they just presented the study. Um, and uh, Mass General Hospital also was in, was linked with this study. So you can pretty much find it all around here. Um, great book on um, ultra processed foods is the healing self, a revolutionary new plan to supercharge your immunity and stay well for life. Um, that is a fantastic book and it talks about all the things I talked about as well today. Um, and certainly, uh, you want to look at all the things that it talks about and all the percentages and what to really stay away from. It gives you a nice detailed list and it gives you this similar explanation, um, that you could get from me, uh, but in a short article. Um, so anyway, I hope this was helpful and beneficial and gives you some inspiration to not only take care of your physical health for like your just health sake and heart health and all those things, but for your brain health mm-hmm. and how to mentally be uh, conscious and bright and executive functioning, working to its peak performance, etc. So anyway, you guys all have a fantastic week. Go out and uh, have a great day and I will see you next week. Oh, oh, oh,